0: Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, action, and choices that you can make to bring more joy into your life, into the world, and into other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 234 of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, as part of the joy of marketing month here on the podcast, I am talking about why marketing is hard as an entrepreneur and six things that you can do about it. I'm really excited to be sharing this episode with you all because with somebody that has 20 years of experience as a project manager and producer working with a lot of the large ad agencies out of San Francisco, this is something that I have experienced. Having gone from being in the corporate world as within the agencies to then becoming an entrepreneur who is focusing on podcasting and podcast production, I've seen a lot of both how big brands do marketing and then how entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and people that are creating a business of their own approach marketing. And so I want to touch on how these things are different, what I feel that entrepreneurs get kind of coaxed into believing and maybe they shouldn't about marketing, and what you can do about this if you are finding marketing to be icky or gross or really hard. Well, the good news is there's a lot you can do about it to make it easier and feel really authentic to who you are and for you to kind of crack the code your own way in making a splash in marketing and getting the word out about your business. It's something I'm really passionate about and so I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Before we get to the show, I want to wish you all a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for coming back this week and always and tuning in and leaving me emails and <laughs> communicating with me on Instagram. It is so much fun to get to know you. And I'm grateful for the love of this community. It's just been a delight. So of course, Jumpstart Your Joy is a podcast that comes out twice a week now on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You get the longer episode on a Tuesday where I really dive into a topic like this one on a solo cast, or sometimes it's a guest interview. For the joy of marketing, it's been such a treat to get to talk. With Lisa Printek, who is an amazing business strategist and has a podcast herself. And Susie Solaviv, who is a narrative coach, was on last week. She helps people figure out their through line and their story and how to tell it and share it with the world. And then next week, I'm totally excited to have Ginger Barkenbuell of Burke Creative and the Honest Field Guide podcast. She'll be on to talk about technology and how to change and shift things up. And then to round this out, we're gonna end up going a little bit longer than a month because I just could not keep it to that Um we will have Kayla Butler of Ivory Mix, which is an amazing stock photo site. She set it up for entrepreneurs. She's found what she loves to do. And she shares some really good stuff about how to shift into something that you love when it's clear that you you want to do it. And so I'm really excited about all of these conversations. If you want to find out more about this show or look for those episodes, you can find all of them at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And for this episode, it'll be jumpstartyourjoy.com episode two, three, four is where you'll find it. And I'll link up to all of those other Joy of Marketing Month episodes in the show notes here as well, uh, along with some other ones that weren't necessarily a part of this specific month, but have been really insightful and cool episodes that I think you'll love so much. While you're there on the website, make sure that you sign up for the newsletter because it comes out every Thursday. And I dig in more about the Inspiration and Intention an action that you can take to bring some of the thoughts that I have or the aha moments to life for you based on either the conversation I've had with a guest or the things that I'm talking about in this week. It's been a while since I've done a solo cast, and I'm really excited to jump in to share my thoughts with you here this week about how I have found my way to the joy of marketing. First, though, I want to talk about your uniquity and this business that you're working on. The term uniquity is something that I first heard from Michelle Ward, who is the When I Grow Up coach. She's amazing, and Uniquity is basically the thing that makes you unique. It's your secret sauce. <laughs> and I wanna talk about how this relates to the business you're working on. For me, this is really a head and heart question. And you will heard me talk about that a little bit in the past episode, 233. But as a recovering people pleaser and box checker and project manager and good student, I'm one of those people who really likes a list. I like it when I already know what to do next. And I really love it if there is a clear road to doing that. Now, I'll admit, I'm happy if I'm the one that's doing the planning, but it's also really cool if there's already a formula for something. And this kind of mindset that I have that I'm betting you may relate to as well is why blueprints air quotes around blueprints or online classes that tout exponential growth from following a formula from online media gurus, again with the air quotes. I think that's why those are so popular. It's because at the heart of it, we would love to have a roadmap. We would love to have an expert teach us how to crack this code and just ease in to marketing. And I think that that these people are good at marketing. and I think that they know that little thing about us. And that is why they probably get a lot of sales. Now, the other thing that I know to be true for a little peek behind the curtain here is that there are a lot of people who take those classes, right? That follow a blueprint, that enroll in an online class. And I think, depending on the class that you're enrolling in, some people get phenomenal results by following the plan right I think there are some people whose businesses are probably closely aligned or closely resemble that of the teacher and so yes they can glean insights from someone who is an expert and they can then implement said design and make a go of it and so I think maybe the takeaway for you there is if you're going to enroll in a class and spend the money and the time. Make sure the class is being led with by someone that you've researched and by someone that has insights about the field you're interested in and it's pretty close to it so that you could pull out what nuggets work for you and implement them. The other piece here though that I think is super important is that many people kind of try it and they don't see success. Now that could be because they give up right away, which I don't recommend and we'll get into that in a moment, or Maybe it's not a great class. That happens. But the other part that really doesn't get talked about too much is there is about one third of every group of online classes that the people make the purchase and they don't even look at the class. I call this digital hoarding. You just buy the class because you feel it's going to solve something for you, but you then don't dig in and do the work. And of course, you're not going to get any results if you don't do the work. (laughs) I think this ties in because we want that checklist and we want the success that we can see that these experts have achieved. Because here's the other thing that I've seen is that in many ways, it's because people want the checklist. They want the advice and the formula that maybe a guru or a marketing expert has has used themselves and seen a lot of success in. And people want that success. But the thing is, a lot of people don't want to do the hard work. People want to skip that whole middle part of what a lot of us call the messy middle and jump to the, the happy ending, to the big following. They want to jump to the place where they are already well known and have a following and have a way to bring in new clients without doing the work to get there. I mean, sure, I would also love to do that. (laughs) Like, I would love to jump to the part where there's a lot of photo shoots and guest speaking invitations coming in every week and the ability to live a completely nomadic life that supports my family. Sure, we want to get there. I want to get there. But I also know that there's a lot of work between the start when you say yes to the idea and the realization of that goal. One of the other things I want to talk about is... One of the things that I see about marketing and why people think that it is Hard or difficult or icky or doesn't feel right. And I I unpack a little bit more of this in last week's Three Joyful Things episode, which is 233. Go tune into that one if you haven't yet, because I think there's a lot of great insights about how some of the things that are really hard about marketing is this idea that what's easy is to talk about our accolades and what we've achieved and some of the certifications we have and the work that we've done in the past. Those things are easy because They are external markers and they are usually things that have been bestowed upon us by other people. We've been given the authority of someone to say that, you know, I have a master of arts and religion and and, uh, coaching certification. Those are things other people gave to me. Yes, I worked for them, but they are an external marker of things that I've done. The harder part of this equation, and why marketing is hard, is that people want to know who you are beyond those accolades and distinctions. They want to know who you are and what you believe in. They want to know your heart. And so to get beyond the heady academic pieces and share your heart with people who want to listen to you and want to follow you and want to know more about you. Those are the reasons they want to, is that you've been vulnerable and you've shared something that matters to you and you've shared a little bit of your passion with them. That's how this podcast is for me. I'm very passionate about it. I love it. I joked... This evening with someone that it's my bae, you know, before all else, like you know, it honestly sometimes gets prioritized over other things. <laughs> so I, some of that needs to come into play and your heart needs to be enacted for you to get really excited about this thing that you're talking about. Because it's you in the center of your business that makes the difference. One of the things that I think is so hard about our desire to follow those blueprints and have them work for us or to use a model or a formula that worked for somebody else is that it's true, those models and those formulas and those ideas worked for them. And when they've had success, when somebody else has had success, other people want to follow the formula to try and get the same results. The thing is, with a heart-centered business like the one that you have, I imagine, because you're listening, that model, the marketing, the way that you get to the path of spreading the word about who you are and what you're passionate about and what your heart is about, all of that is going to be unique to you. Just like those plans and those business models were unique to the people who created them and had success with them. The thing that I want to say is that there's no blueprint for you. Just like there's no blueprint on how to raise any one child. There's no one blueprint that works for any one business. And I think we're, we kind of just lull ourselves into hoping that it might be true and it'll work for us. But there's going to be a little bit of every business plan that you'll have to tweak for yourself to make it unique and make you stand out and bring you to the center of it. So before we dive into these six things, I want you to trust that you know yourself really well because you do. If you feel like you've lost touch with that side of yourself, I would love for you to consider some coaching or a retreat or creating a list of the things that you love to do, which you can find that back in episode 233. If you feel like you've lost touch of that thing that makes you unique or the things that you love, I want you to make a commitment to yourself to dig in and re-explore that territory. You've got to know yourself if you're going to go into business. It is the biggest personal growth adventure you will ever go on. And if you aren't clear, at least on some piece of what sits inside your heart, it's going to be very difficult for you to get traction. It might work, and it might work in some business situations better than others. But especially if you're a service-based business and you're offering yourself up, you got to know who that person is in there. Ponder on the question of what brings you joy. This will help lay the groundwork for your direction. Now let's get into these six things that can make it easier. Number one, do what feels like the fit for you. This goes back to my first rule of podcasting, which I will now kind of juice up as the first rule of marketing. It's your business and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. It's your own marketing plan and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. I hope that feels totally freeing because of course the podcasting version of it is, is it's your own podcast and you can do whatever you want with it. And whenever I have said this in front of other people, especially when I presented this at she podcasts, I mean, there were cheers. There's kind of this audible, like a sigh of relief. The, the truth of this matter is, is that I think a lot of us get in our heads that there is one right way to do things and that we have to follow like we've been talking about this equation. But you know what? That's not true. I want you to start to think about this, that I want you to make a marketing plan that feels right to you and that feels like home to you. And to really get there, I want you to lean into this first rule is that it is your own thing. You don't have to be like anyone else and it's probably better if you're not. And If you are thinking, oh, but all stories have already been told, everyone's already done every marketing tactic. Well, that is not true. There are a couple things that I would recommend highly that you consider if you are engaging in a business at all in this day and age. And these are two pieces that you can own. And by that, I mean, you should set up an email list using some kind of a service provider. I'm on ConvertKit. You could use MailChimp, which is free up to the first 2000 subscribers. But get a way to start collecting the email addresses of people who are interested in your business. You own that. No one can ever take it away from you. The other thing that you're going to need is a website. And it could be a two page website. It could be just a landing page that explains who you are. But it's another property that you own. And because you build it and you host it or you pay for the hosting, nobody can take it away from you. Because yes, businesses are built and making money on other platforms like social media, like you can sell things on Instagram and make money. You can make serious advertising revenue on YouTube. There are ways for you to make money in other places but to start set up your shop and get that email list in place and put up a simple website. Because the truth of the matter is, is if you're basing all of your business on a platform that could go away tomorrow and that you don't own, then you have started in a risky place. (laughs) And that is why, especially if you're also podcasting, you want to find a podcast host that will be around for a while and that you can own. And I recommend Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, if you are looking into that. The other thing that you can do here that it's more of the inspirational side of things is look for the thing that lights you up and talk about that. If you're wondering, you know, what, what is it that I want to do with marketing, look for that thing that lights you up and do what you want. You know, don't feel like you have to listen or use other people as an example. Sit with yourself and journal on the question of which things feel like they would be fun and easy for me and go with that start exploring it. Number two is stop comparing yourself to anybody. One of the big quotes that you can find all over Pinterest is comparison is the thief of joy. But it really goes beyond that. Because here's what I want to let you guys in on and the way that the big guys or companies that I've worked for like Clorox and Visa, here's the behind the scenes on how they do marketing. Just so you can get a sense, if you're looking at big brands and wondering what it is they do and how they manage to do marketing at the level that they're doing it, is they hire a team of people or an agency usually to come up with big ideas, and that's what they call them, based on what they want to sell. These teams who have been trained, there's usually a copywriter and an art director and a creative director that oversees those two. They come back with at least three ideas to run with. Those get presented to the client. One idea or a mashup usually of two of those ideas gets approved. And then they come back with at least three more rounds of creative involving designers and copywriters and developers if there is more to build. I say this just to point out, and you probably already know this, but this doesn't happen in a vacuum. Brand writing and brand creative happens in teams with big budgets. And it's a big deal. It's the same thing with someone like Martha Stewart. If you want to talk about another comparison game. I know, you know, back a few years ago, when Martha's show was really popular on TV, I would find myself holding myself up against Martha Stewart as an example of how clean my house should be or how my house should be decorated or the kinds of parties I should hold or I know a lot of people when the Martha Stewart wedding book came out, that was really the pinnacle and the comparison point for a lot of weddings. But here's the thing. She has a team. Like, A huge team that is coming up with these creative ideas that they vet past people. There's user testing about what's the most interesting, what's the freshest idea. They're scouting the world for new things. She's the front woman. She's the personality. And yeah, she's talented. If you start to compare yourself to someone that's a personality or the front runner of something, and you're seeing them in their end game, or where they are now after years and years of work, you're kind of missing the point. You can use this same idea around current influencers, like Jess Lively. She has a team. Danielle Laporte. She also has a team. Me, even me, I'm smaller than either of them. But I have a VA and an editor. And we also work with a designer sometimes. There's a team. And many of these people, this is another thing that Lisa Princhek brought up in the Joy of Marketing Month here. I'll link up to that episode, of course, in the show notes. But is that the people that we see out there online, like Jess Lively or Danielle Laporte, if those are a couple that you follow, they are at a point in their career where they can afford a team and they can also afford a much bigger budget for marketing than you can. I find that a lot of people when they get started are comparing what they should do to those people who are 10, 15, 20 years ahead of them in their career. And there's just no way at this point that you could match them. In just by sheer number of hours that come out of them having support people, or in money and budget. And so what you're comparing yourself, perhaps, is again, something that really isn't achievable at this point, just based on resources alone. So if you're new, and you're growing a business, here's two things that I want you to stop. First, I want you to stop comparing yourself to other people. Because there's two things that that are amazing and great that come out of this thought of not comparing yourself to anyone. One, you don't have to do it all. Even the people who look like they're doing it all are not doing it all by themselves. So there's that freedom. And I want you to give yourself permission that you don't have to do it all because it's not possible as one person. And the second one is there's only one you. And I don't mean that from a resource perspective. I mean that from an idea and a creative perspective. You are the only one of you on this whole planet. And you, I feel like a Taylor Swift song is coming on, but you are creative and amazing. And we need your voice and we need your story and we need your insights. And so I want you to dig into that uniquity that we're talking about. Get really clear on what it is and start to share that with us because you are the only one here that can do that. And the ways that you can approach this is really dig in and do your work. You know, keep your eyes on your own paper is something that myself and some of my, you know, my entrepreneur friends are saying recently is I'm not looking at what the other joy podcasters are doing because I want to stay focused and clear on the pieces of joy and podcasting that I'm in touch with and that are interesting to me because that keeps me fresh and different. So when you dig in and you let go of comparison, it means that you can get focused and clear. It means you can go into a design software like Canva and do your own work and create your own thing and and make it interesting. Because nobody with their team or with their budget has that little bit of magic, which is you. You have you. (laughs) And you're you're the one that's going to make that piece of you stand out and your own magic stand out. And that's what I want you to focus on. Eyes on your paper, focus on your own magic. Number three, marketing and advertising is a creative thing. And that means that you get to play. A lot of people get very locked up in this idea that marketing is hard or yucky or whatever. And they lose sight of the fact that it is a playful thing. It is creative, it's ideation, it's throwing things out there and seeing what sticks, it's playing with things constantly. And so what I want you to do is grant yourself permission to play and be whatever you want to in this space. It's your own marketing plan and you can do whatever you want with it. And at least in my book, that means follow what brings you joy. And that means play around, find out what works for you and do more of it. If you're an analytically minded person, this means you could, please don't do this obsessively, but go in and look at your stats. If you have a podcast, which episodes are doing well? take inspiration from that and do more like it. If you are a blogger, go in and see what's resonating with your audience and you can kind of go that direction. And this is kind of that fun thing. I mean, don't just do it because the numbers are there, but if you love it, go there. So in a a little story on that is that in a recent Instagram post, I'm Jumpstart Your Joy over there, I made mention Last week, I took a little breather and a break. And part of this personal retreat, as I might call it now, involved going to Disneyland. I love it there. It's the happiest place on earth. And in some ways, I was shy about sharing this because I feel like maybe that would seem just superfluous or silly or whatever. But the responses that came back were really inspiring. Sarah Pedlow said something along the lines of playtime is recharging time. And I just loved that. Like the idea that if it's playful and easy, it's going to be something you want to keep doing. And I found that to be true for podcasting for me. But I know other people have found that to be true as well. If it's something that you see as creative and play and an outlet for you, then it's going to be way easier. Like it is for me sitting in a closet in a hotel room right now to come to you in a podcast and feel like, that's it's one more thing I have to do. I love it too much not to do it. Number four, pivot if you're not feeling like if it's a fit right now. One of the things that I loved that Susie Solaviv said in just last week's episode, that would be 232. I'll link it up. And we got into part of our conversation about how lots of times if marketing or having a conversation with your followers and your community feels like an effort, or if you feel like really nobody's listening, or it feels like a chore, then maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. Because I think sometimes we are very close to you know, maybe the tactic or the direction or whatever that will work for us, but we get discouraged because we don't get the feedback or we don't hear from people or we, we don't know if it's working. And the truth is, we are so close that if we pivot just a little, We're going to hit the nail on the head and it's going to resonate with the community and it's going to feel right. And instead of getting discouraged and leaving that tactic completely or leaving things on the table and exiting from marketing altogether is to try a little bit of a change. And so an example for this is for many years, I had a blog called Welcoming Spirit and I really loved it and I gave it my all. And gosh, if I didn't write and promote and get on Pinterest and you know what? That never grew in any meaningful way. I love the work. Some of those posts are still out there and you could read them. And I really loved doing it and I learned a lot. The thing was is that the medium was just off for me and blogging wasn't it. Writing wasn't it. I still love to write. But podcasting became the thing. Now we'll talk about this to anybody and really passionately when you're on target and it's right then it's going to not feel like an effort. It's not going to feel like a hustle. So if you're feeling the hustle or the effort, pivot a little until it feels more on point for you. Number five is, gosh, this one is so important. Everyone starts small. But there's a whole episode I'm brewing up about playing small and and that idea. We're going to sidestep that one for a moment. But this idea that really everyone starts small. Small is not bad. It's just a size everyone has to start somewhere. Even really big influencers that you know, at some point, they didn't have a following. I mean, there might be a very few people, the Kardashians, they maybe had a following from birth. But other than them and, you know, royalty, like, everyone starts small. And the truth of this matter is you'll grow. Sometimes that growth doesn't feel like it happens in the way of our own choosing. And sometimes it can feel frustrating or like a struggle. But you will grow. And It's the consistency and it's talking about the same thing for a while and following up with people that say that they like what you're doing and taking heart when you need to from comments that you get. It's just that you have to know you start small and you grow. And I don't want you to beat yourself up for where you are right now in this moment. You will grow and you'll reach the right people. It will happen. But I think people often get discouraged about they're not as big as they want to be or in some sort of timeline that they thought it would happen. It'll happen. You just have to give it time. And organic growth is way better than fake growth. So I'll just put that out there too. Number six is your routine builds your dream. I totally made that up and it was like so like, oh my God, I love that. So your routine builds your dream. This is all about consistency and routine. I think a lot of times, similar to the way that people... They want the success, but they don't necessarily want to show up and do the work. Well, this is what this one's about. From being, starting out and being small and getting through the messy middle we talked about for a minute, you have to show up consistently. This is where baby steps, staying true to your vision for what your business is and what it will become, that's, that's where this comes in. Because when the audience keeps hearing you talk about the thing you love and the thing that you do and what you offer, it builds on itself. When you start to talk about something, you start to get more ideas about that same thing. Even just in the last week, I've had seven different ideas for solo casts that I could do, which you will hear in April. But it's through the repetition of the thing and showing up and doing the work and being consistent, you create that know, like and trust factor with your audience, which is so important, because that's when they will start to feel like they can trust you and they want to buy from you. It also builds up your credibility and your ownership of the topic and your expertise. I've started to get some emails from people who want to be on the show. And they've been like, oh my gosh, you have 200 plus episodes. Well, there's only one way to do that. And it's to make 230 episodes, (laughs) right? And that's five years of work. I mean, you can't just show up periodically and get to that number or to any number. So you have to show up, you have to do the work. And baby steps and episode by episode, day by day is the only way to do it. This is true of any tactic you try. And if you want to grow, you just have to keep doing it. When I set out to start a podcast, I actually made a commitment to myself to go for 52 weeks, I made the commitment. It was like a contract. I would not leave this. I would do it for a year. And one of my friends commented, like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. What could be possible if you made a commitment to do it for a whole year? And when you see it that way, when you see the possibility of the things that you're building, maybe that makes it easy for you. But your routine builds your dream. And that is all of the topics that I wanted to share with you guys. And hopefully, these six, which I'll read to you again in just a minute, will start to give you the ideas and the the foundation, which of course is my word for the year, of how you can show up for marketing yourself as an entrepreneur, and how it can start to feel easier and more authentic, and how you can approach it from this place of passion and play and love. And these six things are do what feels like a fit for you. Number two, stop comparing yourself to anybody. Three, marketing and advertising is a creative art form. That means you get to play. Number four, pivot. If you're not feeling that the thing is working or if it feels like you're efforting and hustling. Number five, everybody, everybody starts small. And number six, your routine builds your dream. So there you go. I would love to hear if you had some aha moment in this. You can write me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And I will write you back. (laughs) Especially if you have questions, happy to answer them. You can also find me on jumpstartyourjoy on Instagram follow along there for some fun. And if you want to find show notes for this episode with some of the links that I've talked about, you can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 234. And of course, if you have not yet subscribed, I highly encourage you to do that. You will then get every one of these episodes auto magically <laughs> delivered to your mobile device. And you can find Jumpstart Your Joy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Player FM, and iHeartRadio along with any other podcast player you know of, you can just hit the subscribe button. It's free, no cost. And I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review because those things play into the algorithm and help other people find the show. And I love seeing your notes as well. So I for this week, we're going to skip the Three Things Thursday super secret episode. And we will be back next Tuesday with that episode with Ginger Burke of Burke Creative and the Honest Field Guide podcast. She is a powerhouse. And I cannot wait to share this episode with you. So I hope you'll come on back next Tuesday. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you want to find out more about this episode, including links to the things that we've talked about, you can find the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com, and you can search for this episode right up there in the right-hand corner of the website, and you'll find it. While you're on the website, I know you're going to want to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which is Three Joyful Things. It's where I take a look and give you guys the behind the scenes of what I'm really thinking about with each episode, including the inspiration, intention, and action, along with the choices that you can make in your own life to bring some of the things that each guest or I share into your everyday life. So it's a lot of fun. You can find the sign up for that off the homepage or within the show notes of every episode. And I would love to connect with you. I hang out a ton on Instagram where my handle is Jumpstart Your Joy. You can also find the Facebook page for this podcast at Jumpstart Your Joy. So I hope you guys will come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.